Company is proud to support its veterans for Veterans Day and every day of the year. In celebration of the holiday, SCS veteran recruiter Jamal Jesse sat down with Atlanta Gaslight General Technician Kendall Richardson to talk about their military experiences and how they met one another through recruiting. So Kendall Richardson. Yes, sir. Good to see you again, man. It's been a minute. Yes, yes. how you been? Good, good. Glad you could make it out. Um, Kendall, tell me, where are you from? Uh, Thompson, Georgia. It's, say, roughly an hour and a half south of Atlanta. Okay, Thompson, Georgia. small town, yeah. Okay, all right. And how long have you been in the Atlanta area? Uh, I've been in the Atlanta area now, coming up on almost two years. Two years, yeah. okay. Tell me about uh, when did you go into the military? I went in November of 2015 and um, stayed in roughly almost two years and was medically separated. Okay. And what was your job? Uh, admin. Admin. So I did administration for the entire Keesler base. Keesler. Keesler. Mississippi. Belize. Mississippi. Okay. My daughter uh, did her tech school in Keesler, Mississippi. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty. She's a cyber networks. Okay. Uh, she was in the squadron that I was at then. Okay. All right, good deal. So you did that and you got out what year? Uh, 2017. Last 2017 year. last year? All right. So let's talk about how we met. You know, I was doing security at um, 30 Ivor Allen, ran into you in the parking lot, and, you know, I normally speak, say hello, but something told me, you know, just a spark of conversation. So started talking to you. I, I remember the first question I asked you was, what do you do for the company? And you start going into detail about, what you did as far as recruiting, and we just started talking from there, and you kind of asked me, you know, we found, I found out you was in the Navy, mm -hmm. and I told you I was in the Air Force, and we just went from there with the conversation. Right, okay. But you met somebody before you met me. Do you remember that person? Uh, I forget his name. Do you remember uh, Richard Banks? Yes, Mr. Banks, <laughs> yes. So uh, tell me about your interaction with Mr. Banks. Um, I would see him passing through the lobby, you know, I would hold the doors open, speak, and same thing, just spark the conversation with him one day and just asking different things about the company so I could learn more about it. And he um, actually told me to speak with you. Right. And when I finally seen you, you know, we had the conversation. Right, yeah. I, I remember Richard uh, coming by my desk and he was like, hey, Jamal, there's a guy named Kendall. He works down in security. And uh, you need to meet him. We need to try to get him into the company. So I was like, okay, no problem. You know, if I see him, I'll reach out to him. So uh, I went down there a couple of times, and I think he was playing tag because right. I would miss you. I didn't catch you. I talked to some of your other coworkers. Like, oh, he just left. So uh, it took us a minute to catch up. But once we finally caught up, um, it was something that we could uh, definitely work on. And, and look, we got you here now. Right. So how long, how was that process? Did you feel like um, it was uh, a good experience or it was a little confusion, a little cloudy. How was your experience with coming over to the company? Uh, it wasn't cloudy at all. It was a pretty smooth transition. Okay. Um, you know, going through training at first, I was not necessarily worried, but I was anxious about it because I never worked with gas before. You know, the only thing I know about the gas meter is that it was on the side of the house. <laughs> but once I got into the training and started asking, you know, the questions that not only I needed to ask, but to gain more information on it, it slowly but started becoming more easy to do. And then once I got the hands-on work with it, it was pretty much natural, it felt like. So do you feel like the, the training at GAS kind of resembles some of the training we got in the military where it's a lot of on-the-job training that helps prepare you to do the job? Yes, okay. it is because, 
you know, out there and even when we're in the military, you know, we follow certain protocols and safety, I guess say safety tips with it. And not only to save your life, but it also to look out for our customers to make sure that everything is working properly on their end also. All right, great. So you've been now with Sudden Gas for how long? Coming up on a year. Coming up on a year. All right, excellent. And what is your current position right now? Uh, I'm a general tech right now, so I do turn off, some read the meters, paint the meters, check for um, corrosion inspections, just little okay. stuff like that. What uh, what area? What is like your service territory? Um, mainly the southeast side, like um, Candler Road, um, sometimes Stone Mountain and the whole DeKalb area pretty much. Okay, so let's kind of tie it back to your military experience and your gas experience. How, how does that kind of connect? Do you think some things that you learned in the military helped prepare you for this opportunity at gas? Decision-making. 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 Elaborate on that for me. So, you know, we go to customer houses, sometimes they're home, sometimes they're not, but you know, we encounter dogs, sometimes maybe snakes, and majority, I'm not going to say majority of the time, but sometimes, you know, unruly customers, but it's all about how you handle the situation. You, you know, you get a customer, they say if you're there for a turnoff and a customer comes outside, rowdy, confronting you about it, from what, you know, we was taught with the company, also from my own experience, you calm the situation down by showing them that you understand what's going on, and you know, with that, you got to do a lot of putting your personal feelings about it to the side in order to, one, lead safely, mm-hmm. but also, you know, also still show the customer respect because you are representing the company. Right. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it, man. Definitely. What is your, your thoughts on how Sudden Company, just the acknowledgement and recognition they give to veterans? How do you feel about that being a veteran? My personal opinion is... For me, it's great. I know a lot of my coworkers are veterans, okay. and I work at the Atlanta Service Center, of course, but it's like when I came there, you know, I knew it was some veterans, but I didn't know it was as many as it is. And for to get out of the military and to actually come to the company and have an opportunity to not only grow, but progress from what you did in the military, it's, it's a huge encouragement. For me. Yeah. So how many veterans you think you guys have just in your center? In my center, um, at the most, I say probably eight or a little over. Okay. All right. That's not a bad number for, because how many people is over there? How many people were employees over there? I don't know right off the bat, but I say estimate round about, I say probably over, probably over 50. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. On the general tech side, I know, I think there's probably roughly about 15, 20 of us. So when I, when I think about my service, I believe the defining moments are always the return from deployments. Uh, I, I deployed four times uh, to the Middle East, and uh, those are roughly like six to eight month deployments. And it was always the, the journey back home and the, the day that coming back home was like the big thing that kind of just, you know, like define why you serve and it's a, a mission complete, successful, you've been gone, you've deployed, you've done whatever operations you had to do and now you're returning home just to kind of like go back to your normal life a little bit for a little while anyway uh get back to your family and things like that so i think about when i when i look back at my service those were like really moments that that really made me think that wow this is this is great and um definitely just an opportunity that's unique and it's just just a unique experience that homecoming feeling it's it's much different than anything you can explain i know on my end um I wasn't able to deploy, uh-huh. you know, because of my medical board and stuff. But 
I know the first time I came home, it was a touching feeling because I surprised my younger brother, my younger sister. You know, they had been calling me asking when when would I be home or when the earliest I'd be home. I kept saying, I don't know, I don't know. So it came up to, um, I think it was Memorial Day weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And I called my dad. I was like, you know, I got to leave. I'm thinking about coming home. He's like, okay, but just let me know. So I decided probably about 6 o'clock on a Friday afternoon that, okay, I was going to come home. And so came home, stayed home the whole weekend. I stayed at my dad's. My mom didn't know I was home. Sisters, brothers, nobody but my dad. So once Monday came, and I was texting my brother. And he was like, you know, I miss you. I'm ready for you to come home when you're coming home. Like, I don't know yet. So I planned the afternoon to go pick them up from school. And I remember my dad went inside the school to get them. And when they came out, and my dad pointed to the car I was, and they seen me and just bust out. And for me, it was it was a great feeling, for one, because I missed them, but also just seeing the love, you know, that they had for me, it, it really touched me. And then I surprised my mom at her job. I was in my uniform and everything. And, for her, it was very, very touching because she didn't even know I was back. So right, I right. say for me, that was that was a part of coming home for me. That's good. That's, that's a good experience. I used to always tell my mom, like, see, like the first couple of times I would return home, my mom always would start crying and stuff. Right? I'm like, can you not cry every time I come right. home? Like, we got to get used to doing this now. It's going to be a couple of years. So. Uh, finally, eventually, she kind of got around to just being used to be coming home for a while and then leaving and things like that. Would you um, <clears throat> have you encouraged any siblings or any relatives, anybody like that, to to look at considered military service? Yes, my brother is actually going to the Navy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Not the Air Force. Not the Air Force. <laughs> Not the Air Force. That's kind of funny because uh, I, I served in the Navy. My wife served in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and my daughter's in the Air Force now. And uh, when we when and my daughter kind of surprised me because she was the one we didn't really think she was going to serve. She was going to school and stuff like that. She was having a good time. And then she decided that she's like, OK, I'm going to join the Air Force. So I was like, OK, that sounds good to me. But um, I didn't push her to go in the Navy or anything like that. So right. I just kind of let her. It had it was her decision. I wanted her to make her own choice and, and kind of do her own path and not try to follow my path. So uh, that was a, a good thing. So she's doing well out there. So yeah. I can I can respect your decision to let him. Yeah. do his own thing and stuff like that. So that's how I was on my end, too, because my dad was a Marine. So okay. at first I was going to the Marines, so me and him, you know, we sat down, we talked about it. He was like, I know you could do it, but I don't advise you to do it. Okay. And so I had a couple cousins in the Air Force, so I got to talking to them about it. And I looked at all the other different branches, but I got more insight on the Air Force. I was like, you know, it's, it's worth a shot. So I went with the Air Force, and... Pretty much my brother did the same thing, looked at the different branches, talked to me, talked to other family members and friends uh-huh. that are in, so he decided to go Navy. Okay. My, my story is kind of interesting because uh, my mom kind of picked my branch for me. Oh, really? Uh, I wasn't planning on going at all, and um, it was maybe like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. I was still sleeping, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom comes downstairs, and she's just like, hey. She's like, wake up. And I was like, what? She's like, uh, the Navy recruiter's on his way. I highly recommend you join. And walked out. <laughs> I was like, like, what you mean? The Navy recruiter's on his way? Like, I ain't called no Navy recruiter. So I just kind of took that hint that she was ready for me to, to get on out and do something with myself. So uh, I, I was a real easy candidate, man. He came in, and I was just like, you know what? I'm like, I'm whatever. I'm ready to go. Just let me know where I need to be at. 
uh, like a week later, I took the test, mm-hmm. and two weeks later, I was in, in boot camp in, uh, in Great Lakes, Illinois, right? So I remember the first night I got there, it was kind of crazy because it's like what you see on TV, like everybody's screaming at you and yelling yes. at you, and it's just like chaos. Everybody's just running around like, you know, just like it's crazy. And um, finally, we, we got to sleep that night, and I was like, okay, get to sleep. And I swear, I closed my eyes for one minute. Some guy comes in, bamming on the trash can, screaming at us. And the first thought came to my mind was like, oh, my God, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> like, what, what did I do? <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, I'm stuck. So, uh, so finally, uh, at that point, I was already in. So I was just like, well, I'm just going to have to make the most of it. And uh, once you kind of adapt to it, that, that first, and you know this from being in boot camp as well, that first two weeks is probably like a culture shock to yeah. you. You're away from home. It's different people. The food sucks. Yes. You know, you're waking up. You can't walk anywhere. You're running everywhere you go. People are screaming at you. So once you kind of adapt to that environment, then it's like kind of a, a routine. Right. And then it's just kind of easy to kind of finish out. And our boot camp was uh, was eight weeks long. I think you, you did what? Six, six weeks in the Air Force? Yeah, I think six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah, yeah that's what we used to kind of tease y'all. We felt like y'all had the, the shortest boot camp. So... But uh, but they actually changed it though, cause uh, when my daughter went, it's it's, uh, it's eight weeks now. Oh really? Yeah, they okay. added two extra weeks in there, so um, you guys finally got on par with everybody else. <laughs> I completely understand where you come from when you first get a basic training, because it's like you sleep deprived pretty much, yeah. and they come in, and I know like we would have like different you know different airmen from the flights that came before us. They'll come in, and the only thing they say, it gets better. It gets better. When you hear me, like, okay, you say that, I don't see it happening. But it, it's, for me, it was a great experience because, one, you know, not only does it teach you structure, but it also teach you how to handle certain situations when you're under pressure or you're on the time limit. So it really shows you how to not only manage your time, but whatever you need to get done, do it at a, in a timely manner, but also do it correctly. Yeah, and I think it also focuses on a team concept because you take all these different individuals from all over the country. Like it was like the first time I ever met a guy from Oregon because right. I'm I'm from Georgia. Uh, you know, I've probably been Florida, Alabama, Mississippi. Like I haven't traveled too far outside the the Southeastern Conference. So you meet people from Oregon, and you meet people from New York, and you meet people from California. So obviously, you got all these different you know personalities and things like that. So when you get to boot camp, it's like, hey, you know what? We don't care where you're from. Matter of fact, we're going to cut all you guys, give you guys all the same haircut, we're going to shave everybody's head ball, and then that way you guys going to learn how to be one team. So the team concept is a, is a big thing, and that, that really uh, reinforces that in, in boot camp. So. Yeah. But it's definitely one of the things where I don't want to go back. Right. Yeah, not just one time, one time, one time thing, not, not going back and reliving that. So, But I did have the opportunity as um, – my time in the military, I, I served as a uh, interior communications electrician. Mm. So I, I call myself, uh, I was the ADT guy, the AT&T guy, and the um, direct TV guy. So I took care of the TV systems on the ship, I took mm. care of the phone systems, and I took care of alarms. So I had a real cool job because I had the phone system. So, you know, obviously people always want to make phone calls. Right. So I had all the hookups, like food, <laughs> like people cook me special meals. Whatever I needed, you know, I was good hookup. So I did that for like 10 years. And then finally, after about 10 years or so, I decided mm-hmm. that, okay, I want to do something different. So I got into recruiting. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of got into this role eventually. But I'll just tell you a little bit about my recruiting time. So I went to recruiting school and then like uh, came to 
Atlanta to be a military recruiter for the Navy. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a couple of years, and uh, it was different. You know, it was a, a good, rewarding experience to meet young men and young women like yourself uh, that really didn't know what they were going to do with their lives. Uh, they thought about college. Maybe they did some college and just was unsure. So instead of working a dead-end job, we talked to them about, you know, what about this opportunity in the Navy? So uh, just a good feeling to meet a lot of people and help them get their career started. And now it's kind of surreal because I'm seeing all these people that I've met five, ten years ago, and now they're, you know, uh, a chief in the Navy, or they've been in 15 years, or they've came in and served, and now they're married with a family, right. and it's just good to see that uh, I had a, a big part in, in kind of help shaping their life and, and things like that, so uh, that was a good good career in the Navy, is, uh, being a military recruiter, and then ultimately, that's what led me here to Southern. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was getting ready to retire, uh, Southern was looking for a military recruiter. I kind of had that experience, so it just kind of really worked out for me to go into this role right here. Okay. Yeah. We just want to thank uh, Sutton Company for giving us this opportunity and Sutton Gas for giving you the opportunity to come out here and talk a little bit about our experiences as veterans and just being supporters of veterans in the veteran community. Thank you to all of our veterans for your service and your leadership. Listen to more podcasts on the SoPod Network at SoPodNetwork.com and don't miss the upcoming episodes, Heroes in Arms, throughout November. The SoPod Network. Your voices, your stories.